video podcast. <laughs> Who better? I'm your king of bad taste. <laughs> well, kiddies, with that, here's your host to put a bad taste in your mouth. <laughs> Welcome back to episode 227 of the Bad Taste Video Podcast. I'm Mike. I'm here with my Hollywood hombre again, Mr. Grizz. And we are going back down south of the border, back to Mexico to watch the 1987, uh, I guess, in between Grave Robbers and Cemetery of Terror. Uh, Don't panic. Don't. But you gr- dare fucking panic, dude. Don't. <laughs> Ruben Galindo Jr. I yes, love it. So, before uh, we get into that, man, what's going on? How you doing? You've been buying some fucking uh, Blu-rays, right? I bought some Blu-rays, yeah. I'm going to be buying some more. That's for sure. Coming uh, Black Friday. There's going to be... Dude, there's, everybody's having fucking sales. But really, what I've been doing mostly is digging myself out of the fucking snow. So if you remember last week, I said, oh, oh yes, I'm going to get 18 inches, they said, you know, <laughs> I'm thinking that's not a big deal. I've, I've, I've had 18 inches before, you know, not, a, not all at once, usually like four <laughs> inches at a time, but, <laughs> but, uh, but dude, that was way off. So my area altogether, we have about 52 inches, I think was the grand total. Oh. Jesus Christ, the, man. The, the record in the area was 80 inches altogether. Holy shit. Yes. So now, mind you, shit. that's in like a 24 to 48 hour time period. So it like broke New York State records for the, like, it used to be the Tug Hill area that had like the record snowfall and then like short amount of time. But we fucking shattered that shit, bro. Like, destroyed man. it. Man. Dude, there needs to be a fucking horror movie that takes place during like a storm like that because it happens enough where it's believable. And it's not like escape. it's like a once in a dude. lifetime thing. Yeah, dude, where are you gonna go? You even if you get outside, even if you get outside, you fucking cannot move through the snow fast enough, and whoever's behind you is gonna be able to use your trail yes. to catch up. <laughs> so, so this like is the you're thing, fucked, man. man. Like, I don't think people have a, a fucking full under, understanding of, like, how tiring and, like, how fucking grueling it is to try to walk through snow that, that that's, like, that's even if it's, like, 30 inches, man, like, to walk through snow that deep will fucking burn you out so fast, man. 30 it, inches? It, dude, 12. A it's foot impossible. of snow. It's so hard, Th- dude. Just, just think about this. A foot of snow, right? You're going to have to bring your feet up probably an extra foot yes. as you walk to get through it. There's weight to it, right? Oh, dude, think bro. About- <laughs> this was not that powdery fucking bullshit Hollywood snow, man. This is lake effect no, snow. Is- it's wet and it's fucking heavy. Deadly, dude. Oh. Deadly. Yeah, dude. <laughs> It's fucking sucks. <laughs> I've had a miserable weekend. <laughs> yeah, it's and it's one of those things where it's like, oh, people are like, oh, I'm gonna stay in and watch movies. It's like, 
Now I got a, I got a shovel to make sure my house doesn't collapse exactly. and or like a wall fucking bust in. Like it, it ain't fucking you know just hanging out by the the fucking fireplace well, drinking thing, hot dude, cocoa. I, I didn't go to work on Friday because like I I literally could not get there. Not that my dude my truck was awesome in the fucking stuff, blasting through shit. But like there's cars that are just stopped in the middle of the road that can't go anywhere. Everywhere you're just, driving, so it's like a ping pong machine. Like you're. It wasn't even like point of fucking trying to make it. I did try to go though, but then I was like a mile down the road. I called my boss and I'm like, "Bro, I'm gonna kill somebody in my truck if I fucking try to go yeah. any farther." Yeah, so, yeah, you're gonna go over someone. Yeah, Dude, that's, that's even a, that's even like another good like horror anthology setup, like people trapped in their cars during a snowstorm. Like, it's a reality. Damn. Dude. It, dude, it's so funny because all these people like there's a there's a driving ban. You are not allowed unless you're like you know emergency personnel and shit like that. You're not allowed to be driving during the storm. Like they basically shut everything off. But uh, fucking all these assholes are out driving, right? And like they're not in trucks, like you know four wheel drive lifted trucks and shit, dude. They're in like a fucking Nissan Sentra or they're of fucking course. like Honda the Accord, Ultima. right? And they're yeah, fucking they're in the just hot hatch. Dude, and they're just getting slammed into banks. They're not even getting near the dude. They're they're, like I said, they're dying in the middle of the fucking road, and so they're getting towed out of there and getting taken to the mall. And these people are going to pick up their fucking cars, and the tow truck drivers are just fucking tearing them apart, dude. Just like pulling them out of snow banks. Just like people are finding their bumpers just sitting on top of their cars and shit. And then on top hey, of man. that, they got a park, they got a ticket waiting for them for driving during the fucking traffic ban. So that's, yeah, stay hey, the fuck home. You know, you know that's all I gotta say, man. Yeah, it ain't no job is fucking worth that oh, shit, dude. Unless Sucks. you're like maybe a doctor or something. But well, that's like, what I'm saying. Like if you're emergency personnel, they allow you to go out there, and dude. Like if you were a serious doctor in this area, like they were doing it all, they were like having police pick up people for dialysis and shit, and like escort yeah. them to fucking like. Dude, yeah, it's wild you, what happens work, in a situation like this. If you work a fucking customer service job or a food service job or anything like that, Stay tell the them to get home. fucked. Yeah, yeah, fuck that, that man. Yeah, it ain't worth that shit. Fuck that. Uh, I I really do like uh, thinking about these scenarios though. Now it's it like, does okay, play like, well into some like really cool like even like psychological thriller type horror movies and shit like that, dude. Yeah, being, like stuck, bro. Like I'm telling you. When you open your fucking door to your house and it's a wall of snow that's like up Fuck. to your chin, it's so close to like just burying you in your own fucking house, dude. It's, yeah, it's insane. And it happens fast. Like you go to bed, there's green grass. You wake up in the morning and you can't open your fucking front door. It's, it's crazy, yeah. dude. Well, think so. about this, man. Say you get, say you get like, blown to the side of the road or some shit right and they tell you okay like we got your call but it's gonna be like a good two three hours before somebody gets there right and of course it's always longer than that so you end up sitting in your car and when you're getting eight feet of snow in fucking two days like you're fucked man you're getting buried and then and then they're not gonna find you like you there you was know, that a point, smaller, newer six, car. Like you're fucked, dude. Six inches an hour at one point is how heavy the Damn. fucking snow was coming down. You can't. Damn. People can't even fathom that shit, dude. Like you just said, if you're stuck in your car somewhere and it's coming down 
six inches an hour and you're already in fucking 30, 40 inches of snow, goodbye, dude. You're getting fucking toasted. You're and that's the thing too, man. We had a bunch of fatalities in the shit in the city and stuff like that. Mostly from people shoveling. Having fucking heart yeah. attacks, man. It's deadly. Help your neighbors. Help your elderly neighbors. Dude, I drove my ass. <laughs> dude, I helped my old homie. I drove my ass across the fucking city through the fucking war zone to fucking shovel all day. I already shoveled all my shit, and I was there all day Saturday fucking shoveling that motherfucker stuff. So he owes me one, dude. The true horror, man, yeah, shoveling. <laughs> On a lighter note, though, bro, it's my fucking dog's birthday. He's fucking, oh, happy birthday to Tater Tots. That's there right, Mowgli. But, shout out, boy. He is uh, <laughs> a spry 10 years old, man. It's a... Uh, the, it's a golden birthday. I got a steak waiting for him. I'm gonna cook up after this. Oh shit! We, we dropped a fucking he even know a Benjamin on some fucking toys and treats today. So, dude, damn. You know, he's, yesterday he's ten, bro. Well, we bought the toys yesterday. We're giving it to him today. You know, we fucking yeah. yeah. But oh, dude, I have a dude. 10. You want to talk about fucking dogs? Old dogs? You know, so my dog. Dude, yeah, my dog is twelve. Right? <sighs> she's the she's the love of my life. So yesterday I get home from work and every time I get home from work, I give her like two cookies, right? Like the small, like milk bone She's looking cookies, forward to the that ones. shit, bro. Yeah, yeah. So I give her one and she's a French bulldog. So she's like small and she's like a, like a small French bulldog. She was like the runt of like the litter. So she starts eating the cookie, right? And I'm not thinking anything of it because she fucking like... <laughs> You know, and I know people are fucking all about like hating on like that shit, but you know what? She's in my life. It's my baby. That's right. I don't give a fuck. But um, so she takes the other one out of my hand, and all of a sudden she just fucking starts like <gasps> falls over, dude. My girlfriend fucking jumps off the chair, puts her fingers down her throat, and like pulls the fucking oh piece of cookie out. God, dude, this fucking little motherfucker. I, I wasn't chewing. I had like, a big piece, man. She couldn't take it down. She doesn't chew. And it's like she takes it out of your hand, and you're like, oh, I guess she's done. Nope. Nope. Dude. Fucking. Having, an, having a senior dog is like, dude, Mowgli's still pretty. He still has a lot of, like, you know, puppy energy in him, but he's, he's dude, he's 10 years old. He's got the, the powdered sugar muzz now. You know, he's, he's looking his age. And. <laughs> Man, it's tough. I love that dog more than fucking anything, dude. And, like, the older he gets, the more of, like, the reality kind of, like, you have to think about, like, a future where they're not a part of it. And that's, like, the fucking worst thing, dude. Like, I I just want him to be a fucking dog forever, you know? (laughs) Like, it sucks, dude. I always (sighs) say I'm like, I'm like, you, you do realize... Me and Daisy are being buried together, right? <laughs> so, uh, what are you talking about? I'm like, no, like she's going with me. She's like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the only way this is happening, dude. I, I, yeah, it's like, sorry, get it, dude. I understand. We don't have kids, but you know, <laughs> do it in my heart. Fucking. Oh my god. Well, another thing that I love and you absolutely fucking. Uh, I'm not gonna say hate. You don't but, know, but. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, 1987's Don't Panic. Now, we've already covered Cemetery of Terror, which was slightly before this, and we covered Grave Robbers. Uh, that that came out weird, which was slightly after this. Uh, we figured this would kind of be like a combination of both. And it was this, not. 
this is not. No. This movie is like, if you told me this was an American movie, you know what I mean? Like uh, just a hundred percent like American movie. I would, I would believe you, but uh, yep. I don't know. This, this one's slightly different than the other two. Muy disappointed. That's what I'm going to say, dude. Not a fucking fan. And for no. many, and for many, there's great things about this movie. I was, I, dude, I feel like I was just stood up for the prom, man. I had my uh, hopes up on the pretty girl, and you know, she she asked me out as a joke, bro. Like this was not damn. what I expected. I I was not expecting this either. Sorry, I'm, I'm fucking hiccuping as we uh, <laughs> as we do this. Um, I, I wasn't expecting this to be this this type of movie. Um, Cemetery of Terror and Grave Robbers both have like a really distinct like look and feel to them. Absolutely. And this one I, I feel like is completely different than those two. And I'm not going to say it's in a bad way because I like movies like this and you'll hear my fucking, you know, my thoughts on everything. But uh, th- this certainly is different. This is probably why out of the three, this is the only one with a, a U.S. Uh, release on tape. Right? This is a, a mogul release. Uh, dude, uh, it's... Yeah, I get it. Like, and like, I understand, like, I feel like this is like a very safe, just fucking run of the mill, boring, kind of repetitive story. Like, dude, this is so not what I expected from this guy. This dude has delivered me two movies that have shot up to being like in my top 10 favorite movies of all time, dude. Like those... Damn. Two films, dude. They're so fucking good. Like I was legitimately like, gonna, I, I watched this and I was gonna be like, "Come on, man!" Like, if this is like as as good, nearly as good as those two were, this dude might be up there for like one of the best horror directors, in my opinion. But this was his miss, in my opinion, man. It just doesn't. It doesn't have like you just said. It doesn't have the same vibe. It doesn't have the same like build as far like the it's more story- mainstream. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But even okay, the, like the writing is still really well. The, it's 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 very like thoughtful and like very you know well. Oh man, it's so hard to put my finger on it. Like it, it does have elements of what he does, but it just isn't what I've come to really love about Cemetery of Terror and Grave Robbers. There's just so much missing for me. All right, you know what? Let's. I don't know if there's a fucking trailer to this. Uh, I don't it even probably know. Probably those. Are, uh, who the fuck knows? But uh, if there is, I'll play one. If not, I'll play something else. And let's. Uh, it's fucking. I guess we're gonna go head to head on this one, man. I like it. So, are you ready, Michael? Yeah. One, one two. two. Three! <laughs> <laughs> Promise never to play with the Ouija board again. Oh, oh my God. God. Hey, you guys. Maybe he's right. We shouldn't play this game.
Tony. <laughs> Okay, so this is 1987's Don't Panic. Like we've already said a little bit, we have some split opinions about this movie. But Mike, why don't you give them an overall like rundown of what this movie's about? Uh, it's basically your run of... No, I'm not going to say run of the mill. But it's your, your basic Ouija board causing a demonic possession. And there's only one person, I guess, who realizes what's going on and it's up to him to stop it see now that is perfect if that was really the movie i just watched i would be really fucking into that man because it has the elements of things that i'm into i like ouija board movies i like supernatural stuff like that there's gonna be some demon possession i've got to be fucking into that but this is just not good (laughs) like this is all of those things done really in a confusing way and just like dude this the character what's the main character's name fucking michael michael right michael what an unlikable fucking twat bro like really (laughs) fuck him and his dino pajamas i can't i was just gonna say wait 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 no 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 he's supposed to be like how old in this he thinks 17 17 right which he looks 20 fucking five yeah, he looks like the guy from fucking Blood Rage. Yeah, he that's does. what he looks yeah, like. He does. It's but awesome. he he's wearing like these literal like toddler dinosaur pajamas in 1987 Mexico. Like, bro, I'm confused. What are you doing? What are you doing? I got to admit, man, I didn't really, I didn't really like him. I I find he's him not- to be an, I find him to be an unlikable version of Jesse from Nightmare on Elm Street Part Two. Dude, I didn't really even make that comparison, but you're 100% right, and it really draws more to me to the thought that I was having that this is so hard trying to be like a nightmare in Elm Street in a way. This this, is very, yes. Right? It has that vibe, even like the way the fucking... The, that Virgil, the fucking meat sauce boss, fucking talks. Like, <laughs> he's got that fucking, like... He's got, like, the modulated voice. Yeah, he... Yeah. Dude, and, like, the makeup is very similar to, like... They, I was just like, wow, they are reaching with this one here. I uh, I think that was the uh, the general idea with this one. It really does seem like a Nightmare on Elm Street ripoff. It would have been only a couple years later, like, that, like, Freddy shit is in full swing at this point. Oh, yeah. Um, I do, however, still like the movie. And I don't know if it's because it's kind of a Nightmare on Elm Street ripoff or it's just I it has like it has dumb teenage, quote unquote, teenage fucking characters going through some fucking stupid shit at like a fake high school and stuff. Um, You got the stupid overacted drama. What do you come to see my sister for, freak? Oh, like, yeah, I like, oh, shit I like, like that. that. Like, I did like him. All the stuff like that, like, I fucking love. The kills are brutal in the movie. Like, they they really, they go for it with that shit. Um, uh, I don't know. And another I, area I, I was disappointed, dude. Really? Yeah. I, dude, look at, the, oh, look at what he delivered us in these other two movies. And then look at, I mean, yes, there's there's some decent kills here, but they are not. And I guess that goes back to the mainstream thing that you said. 
if he would have taken it as far as he did is like in cemetery and grave robbers this probably wouldn't have got the fucking u.s release and stuff like that because like the gore is definitely pulled back in this movie dude like there's some yeah, good well, stuff like the throat cut and stuff like that but that's a typical run-of-the-mill throat cut i've seen it in every movie ever so i'm not it, not sold it's dude. very well like okay so they get a Ouija board for Michael for his birthday and they're fucking around and their friend Tony basically says he can talk to this fucking guy and this guy is actually the Virgil. devil or something. Yeah, but it's really, <laughs> I guess, like a demon. I don't know if it's the yeah. devil, but um, he ends up becoming possessed by this spirit and goes on like a killing spree. And you said he kind of looked like a Freddy Krueger type thing. I think he looked like the fucking dude. Well, obviously this would have been first, but uh, the possessed dude from Soul of the Demon. Yeah, I feel like they had very similar face paint. Well, he does, makeup, but whatever. like later in the movie, when like specifically when they're in the boiler room, uh -huh, uh -huh. like he he his his like <laughs> yeah. face almost becomes a little bit. Holy more shit! I didn't even realize that, bro. Right? Come on. That's His, where the final, like, fucking yeah, thing is. Yeah, dude, I'm telling you, this is a fucking really oh bad God. nightmare rip. But, like, his face seems to get, like, a little bit more grotesque towards the end there in that scene. And, like, the angles that they were shooting him at and, like, the fucking, like, the way he was talking and the delivery and, like, the fucking, like, trying to be a little, like, funny but, like, Changing dark. his voice and everything. Yeah, and I was just like, bro... This is too obvious. I still, I still fucking like it, man. The way so that like, this fucking guy like complains and whines, it's just so funny uh, to me. But why? See, I, <laughs> I I hate this fucking Michael character, the main character, dude, specifically because like there's just no real like explanation for like why he's having these visions and like yeah, why his yeah, eyes is. turn red and fucking. No, there is. Uh, come on. Yeah, no, they do. They 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 say it because his mom's an alcoholic, bro. <laughs> That's the stupidest <laughs> shit ever. I'm saying no, like, they, how many times did they say that in the movie? They did say it. Like, did oh, they really poor, drive poor it home? Michael, his mom's an alcoholic. He's having problems. Maybe he would be better off if he wasn't with you because you're an alcoholic. Oh, he might not be good because you know you're an alcoholic <laughs> <laughs> they really did drive that home he's in a bad home i mean that's really oh dude fucking me. nightmare on elm street part fucking one it's the a lot of alcoholic it's a lot of callbacks <laughs> oh i love it the I part that it. i one other part that i hated was the fucking love scene that went way too long and that horrible music that they were playing with like this is the, the type of shit this is the dude that does not fucking matter to this film in the least him fucking her doesn't mean anything like no not really it, it's just so fucking stupid like it, i don't know man <laughs> Dude, I, I, the more we talk about this the more i'm just like connecting more shit like bro it's a nightmare it's fucking it, nightmare on elm street part two him and the girl and like hit something fucked up's happening to him and he has to keep dodging the girl and she thinks that like it's something she's doing but it's really because he's fucked up and possessed by something it's the exact same fucking I love it. thing dude. i fucking love it i love it um <laughs> i was excited uh, at first dude because it starts in a cool way i liked like the narration opening where like Michael's talking about like his life and like you know like things that are going on and shit like i was like oh cool i like this kind of yeah we're getting oh, to know this, this is, character and stuff, you know? 
This is in English, by the way. Yeah, this, this is. Yeah, I not, actually understood this one. It's dubbed. It's definitely dubbed. Yeah, but like, cause you, it's just very odd. So it's very odd. But before we go any further, going back to the music, I always think, and I had the same thought when I would when I would watch Zombie. They play certain songs like on the radio or something in these movies. And like there's one in Zombie that's like this disco sounding song. And this one, it's like all pretty much all the music that's playing. And it's like, I always wonder, is this what like the directors were listening to at the time? Like <laughs> in these other fucking countries, like, and it just wasn't popular here or whatever. Well, she's a big like, disco guy. They, well, like, where do they find these songs? And like, where is it like, okay, this is the musical direction I want to go in. I want to like, well, this like one this. isn't going to get us sued. So we're going to use this song. <laughs> yeah, but it, it's just so weird to me. I don't know, dude. It's like this time period in, in movies. It's like the late 70s up until... I would say a 10 year period, like 78 to 88. Yeah. So there's like weird ass fucking music that's supposed to be like radio pop music. And I guess it's supposed to be like, oh, this is what Americans are listening to right now. You know what I mean? Like they're trying to replicate (laughs) the sound. That's all like, that's what it has to be. It has to be, man. Because that's, that's honestly one of my favorite things. And I used to always say this, like when mainstream Mike was always on the fucking, uh, when he was on the show and everything. I used to love all these, well, I still do, all these Italian and foreign horror movies from that time that take place in America because it's their vision of, of what, what oh, Americans yeah. are. It's wild. You know what I mean? And how, I and like that. how we act, what we watch, what we do, what we eat, what we listen to. And it's so fucking funny to me. It's so funny because it's always like, uh, it's like uncanny valley where it's like something is slightly off always <laughs> you know and it's There's like you, still you, you that just, obvious giveaway that this is not exactly what yeah, you're watching like something, yeah it looks human but not yeah. like so, something's off something's alien i about love it. it yeah and i feel like i get that with this movie too and that could just be you know why i enjoyed it so much and you know, I like how, like, I, I love ripoff movies. I love to see what other people do with other people's ideas. And this one combines the, the you know, two Nightmare on Elm Street movies that were out by that time. And, you know, they were able to fucking see and film a movie after. There's cool but, elements here, man. It just doesn't really come together for me. Like, I like how, you know, Michael has, like, the visions of, or, like, the, the, the voice that tells him to get the chick out of the city by midnight and stuff like that. And, like... There's cool things that they could have went with more of, but man, Michael is just such a fucking hateable person. Like yeah. his acting is not great. His the way he looks, I want to punch him in his fucking mullet face, bro. It's just I, oh, he's horrible. I guarantee you, it's the dubbing. It's not him. I think it's the fucking whoever did the voice. I because it's definitely it's definitely done after the fact. Like that's a hundred percent. Well, it's still his an face, dumb. dude, and it's a stupid face. It's so bad. <laughs> I I did like the thing where uh, he has the premonitions of like who's gonna get fucking killed, or Tony's like spirit visits him like in fucking video drone through the TV and stuff. I kind of like that. Yeah, I was it's trying very to poltergeisty see if- too. Very uh, talking I was, through the TV. I was- I was trying to see if there was a connection between whatever, like that giant computer thing that they were talking about. Like if that had anything to do with the movie, but apparently it didn't. And I watched this movie a couple times. Like nothing. 
Yeah, that was that was weird. You you figured like that was gonna introduce somebody, but guess okay. not, man. So one of my biggest gripes and why I think this movie is absolute trash is the fucking ending. What a fucking waste of time to watch this movie for this stupid, convoluted, doesn't make any fucking sense ending, dude. All right. Spoil, wait, spoiler alert. If you don't want to know the ending, we're going to talk about it now. We talk so, about the ending of every movie. Early, you should fun. fucking know that. Yeah, already. I know. God damn well, it. I don't know. We're, I don't know. What are we, <laughs> fucking mainstreaming now? Jesus Christ. All right, so anyways, yeah, yeah. here's the fucking ending of this movie. <laughs> <laughs> what the? Okay, and I'll tell you what the issues I had with it, too, as we go along. So but prior to the very ending here, we have seen this Tony-possessed demon motherfucker basically teleporting from place to place. In an unexplicable amount of time, which means he has to be able to have some kind of fucking magic ability. To, he does. To, okay, you agree. He does. Yeah. How the fuck does somebody with that kind of capabilities get pinned under a large piece of machinery? Why the fuck wouldn't he just teleport his ass out from underneath of that fucking thing to somewhere uh, else where he's not pinned? It's so stupid, um, dude. You you can't maybe it's you can't give somebody these abilities and then take them away from him for an easy kill. Like that's all it was. Oh, he's pinned now. I can go over and stab him a bunch with the fucking knife. Like it's it's so bad, dude. It's so bad. Maybe it was maybe it was just too heavy, man. Maybe it was just too like, much. These powers are not working because of this <laughs> damn mega computer. That well, he, fell out he like doesn't. Well, like he doesn't do anything that I would say makes him like super overpowered. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, he could like lift that dude up and like fuck with him, but he doesn't even kill him right away. It takes forever for Michael to die. <laughs> and like, really, he's just moving fast like Jason. You know, because. <sighs> Also, but to be here, iron. like to be on the person's <laughs> right hand side, and then in a split second, be like across the street, somewhere completely else on the person's left hand side. That's not walking fast, bro. You're fucking teleporting from there to there. Like, he power walks. He maybe gets up. He works the Olympic out. He walkers lifts, just fucking hustling. Yeah, fuck it, man. That's all right. See, it may, well, just maybe holes. it's maybe holes, bro. Well, maybe it's made out of iron. Isn't that something that like is supposed to affect like evil, like iron? Yeah, like it's the vampires. <laughs> yeah, I don't fucking know, man. So Jesus like, I think that's the issue, dude. Because like, I can watch Cemetery and I can watch fucking Grave Robbers, and the writing is so good that it's like seamless. Everything ties together. Everything wraps up really nice. This, it's not fucking thrown away at the ending just to make an ending that like will tie it all together like it's so thoughtful whereas this one isn't as thoughtful like they're trying I could see where there's like elements of like that good writing but they don't bring it together the same way dude it's just really a boring movie like uh, I, know, I would I panic disagree. if I had to watch this again to tell you the truth I don't find it boring <laughs> Oh, shit, man. <laughs> I didn't find this movie boring. I think this is another one of those things where we just got different tastes in movies, my dude. 
well, not well, different, but certain things. I can I, understand I just why you find, like this, though. Because you like a lot yeah, of Italian horror. This has a similar feel to, like, some of that Italian horror that I don't necessarily get into. Yeah, like, to me, I didn't feel like it was boring. I feel like something was always kind of happening or building to something or something dumb was happening where it was entertaining. A lot um, of that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there is a lot of that. <laughs> um, do you want Do you want to talk about the actual ending? Or do you want to? Or do you want to skip that? No, we're spoiling it, dude. Let's let's lay it out. Okay. So Michael actually dies in this confrontation, and you're at his funeral at the end, and um, Alexandra is like standing over the casket. She throws the rose in that's like wilted, and like lands on his casket, and it like blooms again. Right, it turns to normal, and then she gets like the fucking the wind in her face. And she's like all happy because his spirit is with her. I kind of like the fact that he was dead. Like they actually killed him, man. And there was well, that. I mean, I wanted that to happen since the first scene I saw that motherfucker. <laughs> so happy ending. That's for sure. Well, that's it's something that they corny, don't normally bro. do, it's, man. Yeah, they don't normally have the person die like that. I would be okay with it if he just fucking died. And then you didn't put the little like, oh, here's the happiness that's left at the very end of the movie for you where his spirit <laughs> is on in a rose. Like, don't give me that bullshit, dude. Kill that motherfucker and make it sad. All right. Hey, hey did, did your version that you watched like go to a completely different like film stock at the end? Oh, dude. Yeah. hundred percent. Like Shifted. it looks like they filmed it. Yeah. Like it looks like they filmed it through like a fucking I don't know, like a Tin play school can. camera or something. Yeah, that looked like <laughs> shit. Like you go to the you go to the talkies, Jesus. But like to me, that ending, I I love that shit. I love when the main character dies, and it's like, well, it's everybody's dead. Right. It's got to be yeah, done. Right. Uh, you didn't you didn't like that at all, man. You didn't. I like did that. Expect- I like no, no, definitely did not expect him to die for sure. That was a cool. I thought that was going to be a cool thing, but then they did the whole. The rose will live forever. Fucking, I don't know. As long as we have love for each other, this rose will always be in blue. Baby, I will (laughs) get a little kiss from. Dude, that's what they should have fucking played right there. (laughs) Not that it was out yet. You was going to fucking suck. (laughs) (laughs) I I really, that shit just cracks me up, dude. Because they do in the wind, like in fucking Tales from the Quad Ed Zone. When like the woman's talking to the to the ghost of the kid and the wind's blowing in her face, like. Shh. <laughs> also, another quad dead zone thing in this, um, when like this demon guy like was talking, it had that weird voice effect that like the fucking clown guy has in Tales from the Quad Dead Zone, like that watery weird spring. Yeah, I don't know, like that weird chorus, like warble. Yeah, that's rivery, fucking. Yeah, <laughs> this thing's paying homage to everything, man. Jesus fucking Christ, quad dead nightmare. See, hey, there you go. <laughs> yeah, but see, like, I I really think it's because it's oh, <laughs> I keep fucking thinking of shit, dude. You have like the brother. That's like the badass. That like first they're like he hates him and he's like a bully, and then they're like buddies. Oh like yeah, a team. They, they got it. Just like up. Nightmare Two, bro. Just like Nightmare Plus, Two. Plus, they fucking sedate his ass to put him to sleep because he's freaking out. Very Nightmare Shit. on Elm Street. Shit, man. 
shit. I think people are going to like this just because of that. I feel like Don't if you watch it watch again. Well, <laughs> oh, fuck you. Fuck you. I feel like if you go into it thinking of Nightmare on Elm Street, you're, you'll like it more. Yeah, I probably like, oh, would have. Like, yeah. oh, this is a nightmare ripoff. Like, way more than a lot of the other things that people say is a Nightmare on Elm Street ripoff. Because I probably wouldn't have the same high expectations then that I did going into it thinking it was going to be as good as Grave Robbers or Cemetery of Terror. So this is kind of like fucking so uh, this I, I, this dude's like Faltry trilogy, like the Gates of Hell trilogy. This is like his fucking Gates I of hate Hell that trilogy. Because like this is just doesn't fit. Like all of like Fauci's, you know, that trilogy feels like it fits together. Whereas like this feels out of place with the other two movies. Doesn't feel like the same casting. Doesn't feel like the same location. Like I feel like this is in a different world as the other two, man. This feels like it's like middle America compared to like Mexico. Yeah, this definitely feels more like it's in the suburbs where the other ones felt like it was more like on the like a more rural area. There was a lot more like desert looking areas and shit. But um, I, I don't know, man. There's there's something about this movie that still gives it like charm to me where it's kind of goofy. It's obviously a ripoff. Um, it doesn't have the same punch as the others, just like House by the Cemetery doesn't have the same punch as the Beyond and Gates of Hell. Yeah. Um, it kind of does fit in a way because you have like the book and everything in, in Cemetery of Terror. You have the Ouija board in this one, and then you have the axe in the third movie in uh, Grave Robbers. So, like, and they're all like satanic I mean, things. Yeah, it fits in that sense, but in style, in in like writing style i abs- i absolutely agree it just, this movie it looks like it was made in america in in the late 80s like this looks yeah. exactly like fucking blood rage and yeah, all those types dude, of yeah, fucking yeah. slashers it looks very similar to that <sighs> uh reminds me of like fucking like witchboard shit like that like dumb stuff but i feel like for whatever reason it's more entertaining to me and i don't know if it's because i haven't been beaten to death you know, over the head with these with the same shit over and over, but I I really did enjoy this movie enough where I watched it three times for the fucking show uh, for this show like, and it didn't feel like a fucking task. So I think it's just I don't know. We we just into slightly different things when it comes to you know these types of movies where it's not like a straight fucking gore fest. It could go either way with us. You know, I'm Mike. I'm not ready to give up on this guy. No, no, you know he's got he's got a 1992 movie that I'm very interested in. What's that one called? It uh, I don't know what the English name of it is, but it's got something to do with mutants in the year 2000 because it's Mutantes del Año 2000. So I'm assuming mutants in the year 2000. I know años is uh, I believe year. So, but dude, it's. It's a bleak near future. The world has really gone to sea due to severe pollution. So it's like a toxic smog melt mutant fucking movie in 92 from this guy. I think this could be some pay money. Uh, Let's see. 92. Vitante Stellano. 
2000. Now, is this something we could watch, though? That's the pro- that's the real p- fucking problem here. Now, that uh, I did not think doing... about if there's an English dub or, you know, even a... Uh, I'm checking I, it out right now. I prefer Chris, a sub, take over honestly. for us. Take so, over for a second. <laughs> like I said, though, I'm not... I'm not f- this dude has produced two fantastic movies that are easily, like, in my top ten movies now. This one didn't pay off so much to me but he has other ones i'm hoping that we can really dig in here i wish we got some more feedback from some people that like may have like been really into him before to kind of give us some more direction because he does have there's another one called like narco terror that's the one i want to say that that does sound like something you'd probably be fucking super into that sounds more of like uh like an action oh look at the cover of that shit too dude that's a total fucking action movie (laughs) I, I don't think we're gonna be able to watch 10. this one, dude. No, there's there's no sub. I don't, I don't even fucking see this anywhere, dude. Well, you guys, I promise you, I want to do my best to try to find that one because I'm telling you from the cover, <laughs> it looks fucking awesome. Yeah, we're gonna have to we're gonna have to figure this one out for sure because uh, I, I I said this either last week or the week before. We're like, there's so many of these fucking movies that we're just not able to see. Because there was never a release over here. There was never an English dub. There was never a fucking sub, you know, a sub VHS, no DVD or anything. I mean, it's got to be somewhere. Listeners out there, please. Look at us. Please fucking help help us find this. Released in 1992 in Mexico. My man, Ron Con. Demon. I know you're out there. Demon Rat. What is this? The Demon Rat, apparently. American DVD title. The Demon Rat. Let's the Demon see. Rat. Demon I like the, Rat. I like the name. That's for damn sure. Movie. The Demon Rat. Um, if I ever go to jail, it's going to be my nickname. Hey, Demon the Rat. The Demon Rat. <laughs> It's actually not a good name I, uh, to have in jail. I don't want to be called a rat. <laughs> oh my god, dude! Yeah, they're gonna end up fucking killing I'm getting, you. I'm getting porked hard. I promise you. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm. I'm not seeing this either right now, man. We're gonna have to figure this out. We'll save this for a future date. Let's put it in the uh, the old the old Rolodex for future endeavors. I'm on. Um, <laughs> is there is there anything else that he did that you think? Uh, that you think had a had a wider release where we'd be able to fucking do it? Because I'm really I'm really fucking into this this dude's work now. That's what I'm saying. That's why I was looking. I was like, man, I'm not ready to because f- he produced two great ones. Just because I, I mean, don't panic at its moments, but it's just not for me. Doesn't mean that the rest of them won't be fucking just as great as the other two that we watched. But like you said, man, when- we got to figure it out. We got to look into it because it's hard. It's gonna be hard to know. What actually uh, is watchable? Enemigos Amorete. Damn, that's a it good sounds one evil too. When you Shit. Say it like that. Yeah, fuck yeah, man. So what? You know, give me your final thoughts on this fucking movie. I hated it. Not a fan. It uh, does not deliver anything of what I hoped it would. It is a total Ugh. ripoff of Nightmare on Elm Street, and not in a good way. In a way that it's just like, wow, they are really just fucking ripping this movie off. And, uh, you know, it's got some cool moments as far as the music and the dino pajamas are fucking stupid as fuck, so you can giggle at that. Uh, Otherwise, uh, don't waste your fucking time with Don't Panic. Don't watch it is what it should be called. 
I'm going to say, don't listen to Grizz. Watch this movie. Uh, it's fun. It's a dopey 80s Ouija board movie with a bunch of teens that get killed off. I'm not going to say fucking insanely brutally, but some of them are pretty rough. And there is there is blood in this. Um, people get fucking stabbed through the mouth and it goes up through their fucking head and all that shit. There's a lot of cool things. Um, is it like Grave Robbers or Cemetery of Terror? Man. Probably, probably not. Uh, it's it's literally more of a an American type movie, something that you would have saw coming out on fucking Vestron video or some shit in the mid '80s. But I still think it's worth watching. It's definitely streaming in multiple places. Uh, it's in English, so you don't have to worry about finding a subbed version or anything like that. And uh, maybe give it a watch and let us know who you agree with. Who do you think is a fucking moron? Who do you think <laughs> is uh, smoking that crack? Who knows? But Grizz, I think it's time that we head over to the wide world of metal. And we're going we're gonna to cover a, an album this week that is one of your favorites, right? It is, it is my favorite you, black metal band. You are a huge Immortal fan. And this week we're going to cover Blizzard Beasts. Um, I, I asked Grizz, I'm like, dude, what's your favorite Immortal album? Because like up until a certain point, they're all fucking awesome. And um, he says Blizzard Beasts. So it's like, okay, dude, that's it, man. That was a tough that's call for we're me. Doing. Because like I said, I, yeah. I'm a huge fucking fan. I love all of their albums. Um, my two favorite are definitely, you know, Blizzard Beasts and Battles in the North. Those... <laughs> Dude, 95 and the 97, just really back-to-back, two fucking amazing releases. But I think Blizzard Beast kind of, like, edges out a little bit for me just because I'm such a big fan of where Immortal went later on in their career into the 2000s. They really kind of, like, polished up their sound and really kind of came into, like, that Immortal black metal sound that I just really love. And there's elements of this starting to come together on these two albums and more so on this one where their early stuff is kind of chaotic. It's a little bit, you know, more lo-fi. It's, it's very harsh, which is okay. I've never really been drawn to that kind of black metal, but this is where you start getting that really cool, like riff driven fucking hooky, really just great delivery on the vocals from a bot here. I can't, get enough of this era this middle 90s era immortal yeah i mean i'm actually i'm a fan of the first two uh pure holocaust and uh diabolical full moon mysticism mysticism yeah it's good i i i like that fucking type of black metal like that super fucking like the lo-fi you know this is what year were those those were like fucking 92 92, 93 like yeah yeah like that was legit at that time but i feel like what do I listen to the most? Probably Battles in the North and At the Heart of Winter. And like you were saying, I feel like At the Heart of Winter is like this, like that is when they turn into like the immortal that most people think That's of. Their best album, like honestly, they're like I feel like their most accomplished album is At the Heart of Winter. I just prefer, you know, some of the, the yeah. middle stuff. That's all. And this, I mean, this feels like a good bridge between That's you what know, I'm the older yeah. stuff and the newer stuff. You hear like you know signature so if you're not familiar with with immortal like their songs have to me at least very signature sounding riffs 
And like the way that the riffs are over the drums, like the composition, it's very like signature to them in black metal. Yeah. You know, like we're like there's the there's a straight blast beat going and the guitar is doing something that is barely in time sounding, but it's not necessarily a difficult riff. It's just But it's also hooky the and like it catches yeah. you and you're like, Oh, this is fucking it, dude. Yeah, and they, they they do this like throughout all like the later albums, like and it it sounds fucking awesome. But I feel like this is where you really start to like hear it, and it makes me laugh because I am a fan of Immortal, but I do feel like sometimes it sounds like they don't even fucking like they just like take every riff that they think of and just put it after each other. <laughs> like sometimes you is know what I mean. Yeah, like yeah. It, I see. What you're like and I, and I feel like that kind of happens a lot in this album but it's not bad you know what i mean it's not a bad thing it just makes me fucking laugh for some reason as a guitar player I, you notice it more probably, yeah for sure too yeah yeah but this one is probably an album that i am i'm not gonna say least familiar with but i probably don't listen to this one as much as as the others before and the oh, one there's after some, there's some great songs on here man yeah, that I do have to agree with. Um, so you have like the inch. I love intros like this. Um, just like a weird noise type thing with fucking screaming and all that shit over it. I love it. I love it. Very, very popular at this time. Oh, yeah. Right. <laughs> um, so really, the, the real intro song is Blizzard Beasts. And this song I do know. This is like something that. I feel like it's probably the most popular song off this album, right? Uh, that or Mountains actually, of Might. Mountains of Might, yes. But I feel like as of recently, only because Aboth is now playing it in his solo band is uh, Nebular Raven's Winter. He has been, they have brought that song back to life. There's a really great video of them playing it live that is just incredible. But, Wait, but I think not, at the time. They're not playing, they're not playing Frost Demon Storm. No, <laughs> unfortunately not. But uh, I will agree, though, that I think Mountains of Might is probably the one of the more popular songs on this album. It's they they like covered it, not covered it, but they re-released it later on on other albums and stuff. It's such a good fucking song, and that's really where I feel like they come into most of their their sound that's going to become later immortal is in that song specifically. They have a yeah. way of writing riffs that just invoke coldness. I don't know if that makes sense, dude, but yeah. like it, it, they just have this like frigid fucking style of guitar playing. And I think it has a lot to do with like what you said too about the production of it, where like the way the guitars sit over the drums, but also the way the guitar tone is. It's very like oh, yeah. brittle and fucking just like crunchy. There's not a lot of low end. It just produces this very like cold vibe and shit, dude. I love the way these particular like dude battles and this album sound incredible to me. I think uh, I gotta listen to it again. Um, I know that like people will actually like have no reverb. And everything you make it sound super sterile and it gives it like a weird fucking sound to it you know because you always end up everybody adds reverb like yeah. you gotta add reverb but uh i i agree like the guitar tone is very very cool and that's like super high gain um it doesn't sound like shit like a lot of the black metal stuff yeah, that you yeah, might yeah. listen to it's like not a it's not so it's it's high gain 
It's like very trebly, but it's not abrasive where it's like hard to listen to because the production of the album is fucking is awesome. It's kind of lo-fi, but not, you know what I mean? Like it's their riff writing is more intricate than I would say like 80% of the other black metal bands at this time. Not more so than like people like Emperor and stuff like that. Like Ashan's a different fucking level. And like John from Dissection and shit, those dudes are just fucking incredible compositionist. But I think, you know, a Both gets Posers. a fucking dude, yeah, yeah, that <laughs> compositionist. They fucking um they fucking I, but I don't think a Both gets enough compositionist credit to fucking uh, <laughs> to like say that. the least. Fuck it. Um you know, but like, no, for real though, like he's such a really talented riff writer and like you hear it coming out more so in these late, in these middle albums where it's like, man, this isn't just like a trem riff that's like chord driven and shit like that. This is like very intricate fucking trem parts that are going on that are paired up with really cool rhythms, like really like unique rhythms that are very immortal. Like later albums you'll hear it even more like with songs of like uh what is it like waves of northern fucking darkness or whatever like that dude it's just like you can feel like you're just taken to a place of like ice and cold and mountains and shit (laughs) when you listen to immortal and um it's it's kind of funny to me too because like most people probably only know immortal because of fucking like all the memes Oh, Every yeah, yeah, black yeah. metal meme that you see is probably a photo of somebody from Immortal. Yeah, 100%. you know what I mean. Like, I, I don't know why that is. Like, is it is it just because like they do the the corpse paint that well? Like, where it's like very noticeable, or that and the weapon tree in the forest. They've they done oh, a lot yeah. of those yeah. pictures, so that helps. Yeah, but yeah. you know, I I one of my favorite like people in music ever <laughs> is a bot man, and like. I kind of look at him as like one of the last true fucking rock stars. Like if you look at this motherfucker's lifestyle and like the way that he like, he's like a fucking Lemmy. He's like one of those guys that are just like kind of sits on that level to me of like true fucking rock and roll stardom, dude. Like he is about it. He doesn't take himself serious either, which is great for black metal. Like so many, and dude, don't get me wrong. I'm a fucking huge fan of like Gorgoroth and shit like that. I got a tattoo and like those dudes take everything ultra fucking seriously. But like, I like that Aboth doesn't take himself seriously. He knows that like part of it is gimmicky and that like it's a joke in a way and stuff like that, that the imagery is kind of funny and like the crab walk and shit like that, dude. It's fucking hilarious to me. And he gets that, dude. I like that about him. I like looking at pictures of him. I, I've never, like, Googled him. And I'm, like, looking at pictures of, like, what he actually looks like. And he doesn't look as goofy as, like, I expected him to look. No, dude. Not at all. He looks like, Yo, a, nor- he looks like a normal dude. It's funny because, like, I think, like, over the past, like, year or two, he got sober because he was a pretty hard drinking problem, dude. Like, there was a video of him, like taking a pretty hard fall down this hill when he was shit faced at a oh, concert shit. with his guitar and shit, dude. But he was badass. He took a tumble, got up, jumped on stage and fucking rocked the show. But like, <laughs> it's funny. He did like this, uh, this interview on YouTube where he was like, yeah, I'm, I'm fucking sober now. He's like, 
it fucking sucks. He's like, every day is fucking boring. <laughs> I was like, dude, finally, someone who's like, yeah, I'm doing this because I have to. But dude, it's fucking horrible. I don't enjoy this. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> dude, I, I, I know this is going to sound fucking terrible, but like I used to work with a guy who, you know, was sober for years, like drinking and drugging, like both off. And he always was like, man, I wish I could do it. Like, I wish I could go back. It's like, I I never had to deal with that. Like, Uh, I never, but like, I can imagine that that's something that's like, you know, what if, what if all my, it's always with you. Like, like imagine taking, imagine taking all my guitars away. Right. I'm always going to be like, man, I'd like, I really like, like, oh dude, you want to play my guitar? Yeah. It's like, yeah. I'd like to play that. You know, I think I'd like to check that out again. Yeah. I remember having you know a guitar. I, mean? like, I remember. Uh, it's a battle, dude. It's fucking hard. That's why, like, anybody who's able to stay sober, like, yeah, dude, it's really that's like insane. That's an insane accomplishment. Like, legit, legit willpower. You know, right? and like from from someone who's like been in the trenches, man, in my my younger years, uh, dealing with opiate addiction and shit. And people always ask, like, you know, what's it like? And I'm always like. It's the best feeling in the fucking world, man, and that's the problem, and that's why so many people die for it. Because, yeah. you know, if it wasn't if it wasn't so fucking good, so many people wouldn't be fucking giving up them themselves, man. It's it's a crazy fucking lifestyle. I'm thankful to be out of it, man. But like you just said, it's always with you, man. Every day, there's just it's it's weird because you'll go times where you don't think about shit, dude. But something will like just be like, man. Remember that time you got fucking high and that shit was cool? <laughs> <laughs> you, only, you only remember the good parts. You yeah. don't remember the parts no, where you were fucking passed down the dumpster. Yeah, you know? I remember those parts, dude. I'll give you a That's why I'm clean today. I'll tell you that much because I do there remember go, those my man. parts. There you go, my dude. Brutal. Um, I, I have to say, though, Immortal, definitely check out any of these albums that we just spoke about. Um, this one specifically... Um, one of Grizz's favorites, if Absolutely. not his favorite Immortal album. Uh, uh, if you wanna, if you wanna hear what his favorite album is after all these fucking months, favorite album or Immortal album? Favorite Immortal album, definitely not my favorite uh, album of all time. What, did, what be, is your favorite? Dude, album? I would, I you couldn't even put me on the spot like that. I would, it would probably take me a good two days to give you an honest answer of like pure one hundred percent favorite I, album by next week it. yes used well by next week we will have our definitive favorite albums dude i'd have yeah there's so many genres like this isn't even i like, was just gonna say it's it's probably not gonna be a metal album yeah probably honestly not. i mean From, it could be but i gotta give it some whew. dude this is gonna yeah. be tough i like this idea though yeah 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 next week we're gonna we're gonna our favorite albums of all time. Next week's wide Shit. world of of metal will just be our our oh, our reviews yeah, let's do that. of our two favorite albums of all time. We'll we'll yeah. each present to one another what it is and why we love it. It'll be a music I like that. sharing center. I like that, man. I like that. <laughs> With that, Grizz, I think that just about wraps it up for this week, man. Where could they find you on the internet? You can find me at Kane underscore enabler. That's not Instagram. And you, 
<laughs> Instagram, man. I forgot to say that. Part. And you can find me at Bad Taste Video. And you can find everything we do at www.badtastevideo.com. Please subscribe to our Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash badtastevideo. We'll be doing a, uh, a show real soon. I'm trying to figure out some logistics. Our normal video software is not treating us very well. So this works uh, good we're to gonna, me, though. I like this. Yeah, this worked, this worked pretty well. So maybe we'll try this one. Um, other than that, Grizz. Uh, oh, I have to say, I watched. Um, what did I watch? I watched Nope this week. Was kind of on board until about. Nope. Uh, yeah, well, like <laughs> the big reveal, like that fucking. I wasn't in. I oh, don't speaking know. I of, like what the it. fuck are we watching next week, dude? Mr. Grizz, next week I believe we're gonna be watching Sledgehammer. We're going back to a prior movie. A literal prior, prior say, no, brothers. No, no, no. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, I'm Pump Man. Shot on video. Fucking super early shot on video. One of the first shot on video That's movies. Right. I cannot wait to do this one. Uh, Grizz, I think that just about wraps it up for the week, man. Yeah. I think watch we, fucking we shot Sledgehammer, our shit. motherfuckers. It's going to be a good time. Yeah. Yeah. If you haven't seen that yet, watch it before next week. And also go watch fucking Don't Panic. Don't listen to Grizz. Don't watch Don't Panic. Watch Sledgehammer. <laughs> watch him, Bob. Watch him, Bob. What the fuck do you have to do? All right. See you guys next week. <laughs>